Welcome to the podcast for St. Andrew's Community United Methodist Church, a loving, caring, overcoming community of faith where our mission is making disciples of Jesus Christ. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to our live interactive podcast here at St. Andrew's Community United Methodist Church. We're so glad, those of you that are joining us online, that you are able to do that, and we sure would love to have your questions and comments as we uh, just consider together the things we looked at in yesterday's sermon on renewing a loyal spirit within me. And for those of you that are watching this on tape delay or just listening to the audio portion of the podcast, we're so glad that you would make this a part of your routine also, and of course, when I say we, I mean my friend, my colleague, the woman with the good shoes, Pastor Stephanie, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing great. It's hard to believe that it's Holy Week. It is. Yeah, it is. I love Holy Week. So many great things happening this week here at the church. It's, you know, it's a busy week, but I, mm. I do. I'm like you. I, I yeah. love it. I, I love that we see each other more and we celebrate more. Yes. And it's like after six weeks of the culmination of this journey Jesus takes yeah. and doing things that we celebrate the glory of Monday Thursday yes. and then we have the darkness of Friday yeah. and then of course Easter. Yeah, Nothing's I, better than that. It's so true. I was talking with my husband Phil earlier this uh, week yesterday and we were talking about the fact that there's so many uh, churches or denominations, however you want to say it, that that don't actually celebrate Monday Thursday or Good Friday in the yeah. form of a service. Right. And I was thinking about the fact that just growing up in Methodist churches, we always had Monday Thursday services and Good Friday services. So it's hard to even imagine not having those, but a lot of a, a lot of denominations don't do right. that. The actually the I want to say the church that I pastored in Tulsa when I went there, I think they did Monday Thursday. Mm-hmm. They didn't do Good Friday. Right. And so to kind of bring that into it, we didn't just okay, we're having Friday service, everybody show up. We right. we did some different things to get people to you know, eager to looking forward to Holy Week yeah. and, and what we were doing. And before we go any further Yes Jeff Smith, our studio engineer extraordinaire. Jeff, how are you doing today? There he is. Doing good, doing good. Busy, busy week, but, you know, great week. It is a great Best week of the year. I, know. I was going to say, and, and if, if, if we seem to come on a little late, here's how great Jeff is. We were getting ready to start, and he goes, and we just crashed. And so he said it was a quick reboot. So if you're like, man, they really don't start at 1230. It's like 1232, and that's my thing. You start on time. He does But Jeff that. gets that going for us. And so, Jeff, we're yeah. grateful for you and your ministry. Thank and, you, Jeff. And how you help us. Mm-hmm. So we've been having fun in this series, you know, looking yeah. at – Lent as a season, as a time when we really consider our lives and our relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. And, you know, are there habits that we need to take on that we haven't taken up yet, but they're holy habits? Are there habits we need to get rid of because Mm -hmm. they're just not uh, our best moments in life? (laughs) And throughout this series, to look at David's cry of repentance after he commits adultery with Bathsheba, after he commits murder against her husband Uriah, David is certainly not in his best moment moment. and and, and what we find is you know he he appeals to who god is i think that's so important it's it's easy to overlook before he's asking anything Mm -hmm. really for himself he's really appealing to the nature and character of god that god is merciful that god is loving that god is compassionate and then he's pretty specific in the things he wants you know god you got to 
wash me so I'm clean. You've got to purify me. You've got to remove the stain. I mean, it's like he really empties himself out. And by the time we get to verse 10 in Psalm 51, now we are going to see that David is asking for, now that you've emptied me out, fill me up. And so um, this week we are looking at the second half of verse 10 in Psalm Mm -hmm. 51. Uh, The first half is created me a clean heart, O God. We looked at that last week. Today we're going to focus more on the idea of and Mm -hmm. renew a loyal spirit within me. Mm -hmm. Because one of the things that David knows that he has lost is he has, he's lost his connection to God. Mm -hmm. I mean, God called him as a shepherd boy and and God saw him through all this process of running from Saul and protecting his life. And and we see that in the Psalms, you know, Lord, you're my stronghold. You're my fortress. You're where I run because God was protecting him. And then we see how David becomes king and how it is the people embraced him and how he brings the Ark of the Covenant mm-hmm. into Jerusalem and now he wants to build a temple, but he you know yeah. doesn't get to do that. But in the midst of all his greatness, you know, yeah. he's like Humpty Dumpty. He had a great <laughs> big fall. fall. That's right. Well, and I loved I loved too you're pointing out about the fact that he's he appeals to God's nature, but then he asks God to remove all the things that are bad. But then to focus on now what I what I want in in terms of building me back up into the person that you want me to be. I think it's a good model for prayer for us oh, when absolutely. we're dealing with absolutely needing forgiveness. That it's not just about um, in a sense reminiscing about all the terrible things that you've done. Although we need to come to grips with that, but it's also about asking God, here's now what I want in place of those things. Because right. as you pray, and this is the interesting thing about when we pray, is that it, we we find out not just about who God is, but who God wants us to be. And so when then God puts in those desires in our hearts to be the people that he wants us to be, we flesh that out in prayer. So for him to be able to say, create in me a clean heart and renew a loyal spirit within me, these are kind of top on his list after what has happened. And right. I think that's a good model for us in prayer as well. And, and I think it's so important that we know that, that, that when we, I mean, we mess up royally. Mm-hmm. I mean, personally, I've never murdered or committed. Right. I just always want <laughs> right. to reaffirm that to anybody. Those, get that out I've there, got yeah. some big ones, but those aren't it. <laughs> right. Um, there, there can be the tendency, and I, I think we talked about this maybe in, in one of the previous weeks, and the mm-hmm. voice of the deceiver yes. in our mind saying, oh, you can't go to God. Man, right. you're, you're just too bad. And and in our shame and in, in our guilt, yeah. th- that thought goes through our head. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I think it's so important that David starts this by appealing yeah. to God and who God is and his nature and character. Mm-hmm. And then he starts to ask uh, God to do the things that only God can do. Right. He, he doesn't say, so, you know, you know, now that I've prayed for forgiveness, God, I'm clean. No, mm-hmm. he's, he's like, Lord, I need you to clean me. I need yeah. you to purify me. I need you to get rid of all the stain. And I, I want all of this gone. Right. I, I remember sometimes when uh, Robin and I were dating before we were engaged, you know, you might have a big disagreement or a mm-hmm. fight about something and you just feel awful because maybe you said something to, mm-hmm. you know, you didn't really mean to hurt him, but you meant to hurt him, you know, right, that kind of thing. Right. Uh, and when you're reconciling that, it's just like, I just wish we could go back like that never happened. Right. Mm-hmm. And and David, he knows the amount of serious damage that yeah. he has done in his relationship with God. Yeah. But I think David knows you can't go back. Right. You, you can't unring the bell. You no. can't undo what you've done. Mm-hmm. But God can do something new with 
what I'm now offering back to him. Right. Well, and I I love the this translation that you chose to use with it using the word loyal spirit mm-hmm. because like you mentioned in the message, some translations say renew a right spirit in me, um, a resolute, a resolute spirit, a steadfast spirit. Yeah. But I love I love the bringing up of this word loyalty because it's like what we've talked about in the past that um, you know David was in a place where he was not being loyal to God. Right. And had he been being loyal to God, then he would have chosen what God wanted over what he wanted. And so this focus on loyalty is really interesting because really I feel like loyalty and faithfulness go hand in hand. I, th- I think it's a good, yeah. You know, when we're faithful thing. to one another and we're more faithful in a marriage relationship, we are loyal to that person so that if something comes up against it that would draw us away from that, we choose the person instead of, you know, our own selfish desires. And that's the case with God's faithfulness to us. He, he is always faithful to us. And, and then we get to be loyal to him Mm -hmm. to say, we're going to choose what you want over any selfish desires that we would want. And David obviously recognizes this because in his moments of weakness and sin, he did not choose what God wanted. Right. You know, and I, I love the idea of loyalty too, because I think loyalty is, in some of the stuff that I watch and experience, it's a very rare commodity. Yes. For oh, example, you know, I'm, everybody knows I'm a big sports fan, and you know, you you get a favorite player, and man, they're so good for your team. Mm-hmm. But then when it's time for that contract extension, mm-hmm. you know, they they may have <laughs> talked about loyalty and everything else, but at right. that point, they they're loyal to Benjamin Franklin and George yes. Washington, all yes, those dead are. presidents on the dollar bills. <laughs> You know, that's that's what they show their loyalty to. Right. And and as a fan, sometimes people feel betrayed right. with that. And if for me, it's like, okay, we've seen your habit of where you jump from team to team. Yeah. If we bring you on, what are you going to do to be loyalty to us? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times a professional athlete, is, there's no loyalty right. in this. No. You know, our relationship is simply a business transaction, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. nothing more. And, and our relationship with Christ – is not a business transaction. No. <laughs> it, it is a matter of really understanding I've got to be loyal to yeah. him. And that's the great thing about God is God yeah. is always going to be uh-huh. loyal to us. So yes. when David's praying, renew this loyal spirit within me, he is in fact praying, Lord, I want to be more like you. Yes, I want to, exactly. I want to relate to you the way you relate to me. Mm-hmm. And, and probably both of us have friendships. I, I've got a good friend, uh, in fact, going to preach in Ardmore mm-hmm. tomorrow, and the senior pastor down there, David Daniels, a longtime friend. And before David got married, it was not unusual for David just to pop in. He'd uh-huh. be traveling through town, and he would stop in and see you. And uh-huh. I would always think, man, you're a better friend to me than I am to you. <laughs> so yeah. there's just some people yeah. that I think w- help us in that experience to mm-hmm. understand how truthful and how honest and loyal God is to us. I think that's so true. And the other interesting thing is I think a lot of people falter in their loyalty because at times uh, they, hmm, I have to figure out how to say this right since we're live, but at times, (laughs) (laughs) at times I think people falter in their loyalty because they, they don't sense God's presence and his, uh, 
his help or his care or whatever it might be. And I'll give you an example. So I, my husband is extremely loyal. So when he works for someone, I've always been so impressed with him that he will be loyal to, to his boss or the person Mm -hmm. in a position of authority over him. Even when that person makes a decision that he doesn't totally agree with, it's not that it's a bad decision, but it's just not a decision he would have made. He would say, well, because this person is my boss, I'm going to be loyal to them and support what they're doing. But I think it's interesting that at times we can say we're going to be loyal to people, even when we don't fully understand what they're doing. The same is true of God, that at times we are going to feel his presence in a powerful way. At other times we are not. And at times we're going to know that he is working and that he is moving and doing something great. And other times we're not going to have that same sense, but it is our choice to remain loyal to God no matter what. And I think about this with David, you know, you brought up the fact that God called him basically out of the fields, you know, to anoint him as king. And here we've got David who, when he faces Goliath, he says to, uh, to the king, he says, well, you know, who, who is this giant to come against God? I'll go out there yeah. and fight him. I've fought the bears and I've fought the lions and God was always faithful to me. So I know he'll come through in this. So in those moments, obviously David felt strong. He felt the power of God yeah. and the presence of God. So it was easy to remain loyal to God and say, I'll step out and battle and do this. But I wonder with Bathsheba, when he was tempted, if he was in a moment where he was not really feeling the presence of God, oh, you know? And, and certainly not being loyal to his his wives. Oh, exactly. And she was not being loyal to her to husband. To her husband, right. Wow. And I, so, I not put it in that light. Well, it's just an interesting thought that we cannot allow our loyalty to God to be affected by our feelings or our circumstances. Right. Because when we, when we do allow it to be affected by that, we will make poor decisions just like David did. And when we find ourselves in those times when we just wonder, <clears throat> God, what are you doing? I don't feel you. I don't hear you. It's in those moments you still need to stay step out onto the battlefield and say, but I know who my God is, even though I may not feel it right now, I know who God is and I will remain loyal to him. Yeah, that's the even if faith of Shadrach, Meshach, Mm -hmm. and Agedigo. Even if our God doesn't save us, we're not going to deny him. And, and, you know, as long as we're on the topic of loyalty, which I can tell you, we're totally off script (laughs) right now, but that's that's okay, (laughs) is, you know, again, this is Holy Week, and we remember when Jesus is arrested, you know, what happened to all of those that had followed him for so long? I mean, we... You know, know that Judas, even though it's not a good representation of Jesus, the the rock opera Jesus Christ Superstar portrays Judas as someone who's trying to force Jesus' hand to be this king and Messiah that's going to overthrow the Roman government. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's not loyalty to Jesus as much as it's loyal to the agenda that he has. And when Jesus doesn't meet that, then Judas, in his remorse, chooses to take his life. But Peter, who swears up and down how loyal he is, Uh and then he denies Jesus and he wants no... Uh, connection and Mm -hmm. reputation with Jesus. But then when Jesus resurrects, you know. Yeah. So, uh, hey, Jesus, how how, how, how are we doing here? (laughs) How are we going to reconcile this? Well, and that's beautiful because that's just another example for for Peter about when he's face to face with Jesus and, and the hardship hasn't come. He's like, yeah, I'll be loyal to you. But when he's faced with the difficulty and he doesn't know what's going on and he's afraid for his own life, that affected his loyalty. And I just, I find that a very interesting thing in light of, 
of who we are as Christians that we we can't allow circumstances or our feelings about things to affect right. our and, loyalty. And, and certainly, you know, what is our primary loyalty? And, and I think, you know, a lot of us at some point, because of our sinfulness, mm-hmm. we've not been loyal to Christ. Right. Maybe not on this level, but again, uh-huh. disloyalty is disloyalty. Yeah. And so the thing that is encouraging is, is David understands this relationship with God is his primary concern. Mm-hmm. He's not saying, you know, hey, God, can you fix my reputation? He's not doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the reality is we learn from this that God really can do what David is asking. God yes. really can create in us new hearts, and he can renew yeah. this broken relationship with him. So mm-hmm. I think we're... Uh, wise to remember as i think david did the reason that we can approach god mm-hmm. with such confidence is because god has chosen to make himself yeah. approachable yeah. there's actually a story later in david's life where uh someone has killed someone that david said do not kill them yes and so as the king uh he kills that person, uh-huh. has that person killed, and then later come, someone comes in and says, "This is, you know, it's the guy that killed Saul." Yes, you know, and he said, "I could have killed Saul, and I never did." So because you killed the Lord's anointed, now you're, I mean, oh, yeah. David had some really hardcore understandings mm-hmm. about loyalty. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Okay, Jeff, I see your hand over there. Do we have a question or a comment? Uh, we do. Uh, so we had a question submitted earlier this week. Uh, is there a right way or a wrong way to approach God? Oh, <laughs> that's a great that's question. A good question. <laughs> and I have a couple of things that go through my mind mm-hmm. as I think about this. First mm-hmm. of all, the circumstances that we are choosing to bring to approach God, yes. I think dictate the posture that we have. Yes. When when we have been disloyal, when we have been sinful, mm-hmm. uh, when we are repentant, mm-hmm. the posture we take is to be humble yes to 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 be lowly and and yes we appeal to who god is but you know i have this vision that in my worst moments i'm on my hands and knees i'm afraid to look up to heaven (laughs) right right but there are other times that the bible talks about boldly we come before the throne of grace and I, i think the difference is one is when we're seeking God to restore a a brokenness in Mm -hmm. our lives versus the other, which is probably when we're appealing to God to do something big. Right. You know, when, you know, if we were to say, you know, God, here's this mountain, mountain be moved. Yeah. That, that takes a bold kind of faith as opposed to, you know, don't let the mountain fall on me. Right, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So, so true. Well, and I'm, I'm often reminded too, in how we approach God, uh, when we talk about communion as well, because mm-hmm. of the fact that, you know, we are to come repentant to God, but we are also to come forgiving others. So so when someone has, has wronged us, it's important for us to come with a forgiving heart into that setting as well. But I, lo- I love the idea, too, of humility, of right. this idea of we're coming repentant and humble before God. And, you know, my, my other thought is, if you're approaching God, that's a good thing. Like let's just let's yeah. always approach God. Yeah, what, what, we're in the right or wrong. <laughs> right, posture, the closer you get, draw yeah. near to uh-huh, God. Yeah, exactly. that's 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 a, I, a good word. I think that's important. So part of what David is doing in, in his approach, I think he's he's being humble. Mm-hmm. But now we we are actually seeing some boldness in God. Mm-hmm. But his boldness is his confidence in who he has known God to be. Yes, God, I may have wrecked everything, but. Um, 
if you'll renew this loyal spirit within me, you know, I I want to be that mountain. I want to be immovable. I don't ever want to do it. And and that's really what the idea of Mm -hmm. loyalty is, Mm -hmm. is David never wants to be unfaithful to God again. And he knows he's going to need God's help to live that kind of life. Yes. So uh, he's been emptied out. Mm -hmm. He's been filled up. And, and friends, again, we're, we're talking about David and what's going on in his life, but the reality is this is God's truth for us Yes, that God is, is sharing with us. Hey, you mess up. Look at my servant, David, you know, <laughs> yeah. my, my favor was on David yes. and, and I'm no respecter of persons. My favor is on you too, right. but here's, here's a good role model for you to follow because all of us mm-hmm. have those relationships in our life where we're able to follow someone else's. And, and that's right. why I, I look so much at this Psalm and, and all that David has experienced. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I continue to remember uh, the passage of scripture that talks about David being a man after God's own heart. Right. And this is really one of the Psalms where I feel like we see that in, in just a great number because yeah. he really is, uh, he could have, he could have hidden, he could have tried to cover everything up. Like you talked about right. previously, he could have tried to save his reputation. He could have done all of these things, but instead he comes repentant before God. He really, truly is a man after God's own heart. And that shows not only uh, who David is as a person, but also who he knows God to be as a person. He, he, he could have sulked and, you know, he could have mm-hmm. heard this voice because we, we hear these voices today and, and they're mm-hmm. not always the voice of God's enemy. Sometimes it's God's people that say, yeah. God has rejected you mm-hmm. because of what you've done. Right. You know, I, I believe that God by grace is always mm-hmm. beckoning us to come. Mm-hmm. And, and part of what we would understand is God can create this clean heart. God can renew mm-hmm. this loyal spirit with, mm-hmm. within us, but we have to partner mm-hmm. with what God is wanting mm-hmm. to do. I mean, even though, I mean, God's God. God can do whatever God wants to do, yeah. but God has created us in such a way that our will has to line up with his will. And yes. when our will lines up with his will and we're active participants in trying to live yes. the will of God, yeah. Then we find this connection with God being renewed and yes. being restored. And, and this is what David knows. God's not going to force this on me. I have received all this, but I've always sought after God. And right. now that I didn't seek God, yeah. I better start seeking God again. Yeah. And I think that that's the other thing that is important to remember in this prayer and is like what we talked about with loyalty a few minutes ago is is that we can't let our circumstances or our feelings about things affect our loyalty, but we also must remain loyal in practicing the things that help us then to remain loyal. I mean, right. a lot of times when we are not feeling the presence of God or we're not feeling him in a way that we felt him before, our tendency is to slip out of those disciplines to say, well, the Bible's really not speaking to me anymore, so I'm just not going to read it as yeah. often. Yeah, I'm, or I'm not getting fed by this pastor anymore. Right, or, yeah. right. Or, or when I pray, I feel like I'm talking to a brick wall. I mean, all of these things are normal for believers to experience. But what David knew is that God's the one who's going to have to place that loyalty within him. And when God does that, when we ask God for that loyalty, then God, like when he supplies our faith, is the one that is behind that. He's the one backing it. He's got the currency to give to us. But we have a part in that, like you're saying. We have to co-labor with him. Mm -hmm. We get to be a part of what he's doing. But we need to continue in those disciplines, even when our circumstances or our feelings tend to fade. And and that's what I love about the season of Lent. Mm -hmm. You know, because Lent is... 
it's a six-week focus, and, and every year I am glad Lent is over. You know? I mean, <laughs> yes, me well, I'm, I'm ready for Easter after oh, Lent. Yeah. But I have such deep appreciation for this yeah. that uh, in examining my own spirit and examining how it is I can live my life to be more like Christ, it's yeah. like, you know, uh, I have this, this strength in Lent because this is what I'm committed to. Mm-hmm. It's in those moments where... Gosh, how much stamina do you have to always be, you know, right. online? And, you know, David lost his spiritual passion. Sometimes mm-hmm. we lose our passion and focus. Mm-hmm. Um, but knowing who God is and that God has not changed is always helpful. Yeah. So I'm glad for the discipline yeah. uh, in, in what we accomplish that way. Mm-hmm. I am too. I am too. And we're excited to also be announcing that the video podcast is going to continue. Yes. We thought that we were only going to do this for the season of Lent, but we're having so much fun that we're going to continue with it because we know you guys are so excited to see our faces and not just hear our voices, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, we're we're batting 500 there, I think. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly right. So it's going to be a lot of fun. You want to tell them a little bit more about what we're doing this week? I was just going to say, to to piggyback on what you were saying, you know, we we do continue to hope that you will submit questions, even if you know that you can't watch it live sometime, but Mm -hmm. you hear something in the sermon that stirs up a question yeah. in your mind go ahead and uh shoot that email to us or mm-hmm. send us a, a text and say hey can y'all address this because we're we would much rather address your questions so yeah. we're helping to to meet your need but this week is such a great week uh again thursday maundy thursday this is when we remember jesus celebrating the passover meal mm-hmm. with his disciples and uh when you read john chapters 14 15 16 you really see all the teaching jesus was doing on mm-hmm. the holy spirit but that's when jesus instituted what we call the lord's supper and uh breaking the bread and sharing the cup so it, it, it's a celebration it's a party yeah. when we meet on thursday yeah. but as it did in the bible that all quickly goes away after dinner's over because yeah. uh friday jesus is crucified and it's it's only one day a year but we remember the darkness mm-hmm. and we remember really the trauma to creation that i don't know mm-hmm. if you're going to talk about that friday mm-hmm. or not but you know that, that creation yes. shook when jesus died right uh, and so that's that's important for me mm-hmm. uh but because of our crowd that we have on easter we'll have a service on saturday mm-hmm. the sun will be shining the birds will be singing at least i hope i haven't looked hope at the so. weather report <laughs> yes. uh, and then sunday morning three services different times those of you that are eight fifteen people we will actually start at eight o'clock mm-hmm. nine thirty folks same regular time and ten fifty. we actually back that up a few minutes so people can get in and out of the parking lot mm-hmm. at 11 o'clock we don't have sunday school sunday none of our discipleship groups meet we want people to come and enjoy the splendor of worship yeah. and then enjoy spending time with family yeah and it's so exciting too we, you know we love children here at saint andrews and we've got some great easter egg hunts i think older elementary is happening friday night seven forty-five. it's a flashlight easter right. egg hunt flashlight which easter i love and then we also have one at four o'clock before the five o'clock Saturday service. So bring your kids, bring your grandkids. It's such a fun time of year. So, well, friends, we're really glad that you have joined us today. Love seeing you here. And thanks for those of you that have joined us either on the audio version or maybe on the playback as well. But we will look forward to seeing you again next week and also to celebrate Easter. Have a great one. Hey, friends, D.A. Bennett, St. Andrews Community United Methodist Church. I want you to know that we are discovering some real blessing and benefit of digital discipleship, but we also want to talk to you about subscribing to our YouTube channel. Again, it's under the church's name, and you'll get some different uh, video devotions each day. So if you're looking for another venue, maybe it'll work for you.
God bless. <laughs>